Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Oh, what? <laughs> wrong music. <laughs> the circus starts now. Boxing, 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 boxing. Did we watch boxing today? Maybe. Who knows? We watched, I would say we watched two boxing matches. And then a couple of men were inside of a boxing ring and did some stuff and then said stuff. And that is how I would describe what the last two fights were. (laughs) In my humble opinion, of all the fights that happened in 2020, those were two of them. Uh, I am, of course, Jose Youngs, here for MMAfighting.com, hosting the live post-fight show for the Triller Fight Club, Evander Holyfield, Vitor Vitor Belfort, and Tito Ortiz, versus Anderson Silva. Those two fights happened. We're probably only going to stick around, stick with the main and co-main, even though the actual boxing matches earlier on the night were very entertaining. Who knew David Hay was fighting today? Not me. I would have been much more hyped for that fight until I saw him answering some questions mere seconds before making the walk, but that is neither here nor there. I'm joining us this post-show. I know we did a kind of a mini brief post-show right before the press conference. If you want to call it a press conference, there were some people up on stage. They said some things. They took no questions from the media. So whether you want to call that a press conference or not is on you. But joining us again for this post-post-fight show, Steve Morocco. How are you, sir? Uh, I'm exhausted and growing more exhausted by the minute. So yep, I'm right there. I'm right there with you and produced extraordinaire Casey Lydon on the ones and twos. He's going to be collecting your comments on this quote unquote fights that we saw as he does a little jig. You can't see her, but Esther Lynn is actually playing this music live. She had the horns. She was like, yeah, it's crazy. She just, she just learned she, not one lesson, not one lesson. It was amazing. Fezzik and, Ru- Fezzik and Rubella are on, you know, the drums, yeah, on the drums and the hi-hat and everything. But Steven, we'll start with you. Uh, I know we spoke on it a little bit before the press conference went before the press conference went live. Our own Mike Heck, of course, on the scene. But after watching the fights that just happened, we'll start with the co-main event. Anderson Silva knocked out Tito Ortiz, and I believe 81 seconds was the official time. He didn't really say much at the press conference, so we're not we can't really dissect that. But has your thoughts changed at all over the last 45 minutes? I want to say since the press since our post post show about Anderson Silva knocking out Tito Ortiz? No, I think Tito was in over his head. I think that he came into this fight with uh, all of the circumstances kind of not working in his favor, uh, happened to fight a guy who's gotten better, you know, uh, gotten sharper with his hands since he started working on them exclusively. And Anderson Silva, who's just one of the best uh, that we've had and that we've produced. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I have anything new to say other than I think that Tito was, I think, the best Tito could have hoped for. And I actually did think of this when I first saw Did anybody see him kind of grabbing the collar tie a little bit with one of his boxing gloves? I did like not. I, I kind of half expected him to like to like start doing the the dirty <laughs> boxing at one point uh, i could have swore he had that physical impulse the best thing that he was going to do was use his size muscle uh anderson around tie up and basically try to t- you know uh work from in the inside and 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 uh tire anderson out you know get him into a dirty fight you know make it make it not pretty not allow anderson to have space and distance and so he can set up his, his combinations and when he did that, he he just got lit up. I mean, like, just Anderson playing his game of peekaboo that he does. You know, he 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 bobs, he ducks, he weaves, all the head movement is there, and then he has that split second where he gets that opening. He is one of the most deadly strikers that you know combat sports has produced. And um, yeah, I just I, I think that this was a mismatch. But um, here we are in two, uh, 2021. A mismatch, especially given the fact that Anderson Silva had, con- had the contract against Tito Ortiz was for 195 pounds. Tito Ortiz said, I don't think he's made 195 pounds in high school. He weighed in at 200 pounds, looked like death on the scale, and they gave Anderson Silva a bunch of money as a fine. So Anderson Silva was the big winner of the weekend, I would say. Looks spectacular. Our own Sean Shadi has said this a few times, and I'm going to echo it because he's not here. Anderson Silva's late career in the UFC was was very much a bummer. He got matched up with a lot of killers. Israel Adesanya, current champion, who was like this generation's Anderson Silva. Jared Cannonier, who was just one of the the hardest hitting monsters at middleweight, former heavyweight that dropped all the way down to one eighty five, and it's is probably within one win away right, from yeah. fighting for the title. And then Uriah Hall, who has said his entire life grew up watching Anderson Silva and molded his game off. And he has looked better than ever. I know he had that speed bump against Sean Strickland, but Uriah Hall has never looked better. So all of those wins, even the Cannoneer loss, was, was was even more depressing given the fact that it was such a bad injury uh, that I don't know. I don't remember if it was the same leg or not, but we've seen Anderson injured a few times inside the octagon. So the fact that we're getting these back-to-back vintage Anderson Silva performances against Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. and Tito Ortiz just warms the heart of fight fans. And Casey, what if I told you back in 2000, I think it was 12, maybe 2013, when Anderson Silva knocked out Stefan Bonner, that he would not get another stoppage win until boxing Tito Ortiz in 2021. You know what? That kind of makes total sense. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> when you actually lay it out like that, yeah, MMA, it does make sense. But uh, yeah, uh, take in mind, too, when Anderson Silva left the UFC, I still believe he's a at worst a top 20 middleweight. The guy, yeah, he's, he's not top 15. You know, he remember, he was in, it was a competitive fight with Uriah Hall until he lost. But up until that point, it was a good fight. Um, the Cannoneer fight, you know, I mean, Cannoneer is the top five middleweight. Anderson Silva's not there anymore. He's, you know, 40-something years old, so that, that makes sense. But um, just, man, good job, Anderson Silva. Good job just um, just outsmarting um, Tito Ortiz. Outsmarting Tito Ortiz, you know. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll just let that go. <laughs> um, yeah. he, Are you personal he, feelings involved in this? Are you personal feelings? I'm talking about Tito Ortiz, MMA fighter, uh, the MMA fighter. Uh, um, Tito, Tito Ortiz, by making this fight um, 195 pounds, almost knowing that Tito Ortiz would never make that weight, knowing he's going to come out way over, 
Um, he'll attempt to make that weight. So not only will he get a big chunk of change, uh, Tito Ortiz is going to be severely dehydrated. He's going to spend most of his training camp not working on boxing, but he's just going to be running, cutting weight, you know, just getting sweaty and making IG videos about how he will make weight. Um, so Anderson Silva, he's a GOAT. He proved it again tonight. Is he, you know, a world champion uh, boxer? No. But um, I'm happy he's picking his fights wisely, um, unlike some of the other competitors. But uh, he's, picking his wi- he's picking his fights wisely, and um, he's performing. And um, it's a pleasure to see um, a happy Anderson Silva. Even though we didn't really talk about this, once he did knock out uh, Tito, Tito. Um, was it me or did Anderson almost look kind of bummed that it was so easy? <laughs> it wasn't. He didn't do any cool thing. He, he was just like, oh, that's it. You know, so I, I, I actually felt I kind I felt a little bad for Anderson. I think Anderson was actually w- w- kind of hoping for a, you know, a, you know, Ander, you know, we see Anderson smile. He's a big smiley, fun guy. But hey, the guy's still a fighter. He wants to get. He needs to get down and dirty. You know, you know, he wants to get in there. I was just looking at old pictures when he fought Chell. You know, in the first fight, and after he won, he was just like, he had this angry, mad, like ferocious face, and I was like, Tito tonight. I mean, um, Anderson tonight was like, man, not even like break a sweat. That's not fun. So uh, we're going to definitely see Anderson back and um, high-profile matches and um, hopefully big money fights. Um, uh, the man deserves to get some big checks. If I had to hazard a guess as to why maybe Anderson didn't react in the way that he had reacted in previous victories, I think a lot of people, like I, I was looking through Twitter a lot when I was doing the Twitter reacts, a lot of people were just predicting Anderson to just wash Tito as it was. So maybe Anderson knew it was going to be that easy too. So when he won, he's like, yeah. The sky is blue, water is wet. I knock out Tito Ortiz in round one. Maybe that was, I'm just, that's just a hazarding a guess. I did not see one person picking Tito Ortiz to win this fight, especially given that Anderson Silva beat Julio Cesar Chavez Jr., who I am a vocal, like, I am not a fan of Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. as an individual or boxer, but he is a legitimate, he has a legitimate resume in the boxing world. And Anderson, did what he did in the UFC to a professional boxer in his home country that I thought he was going to have the hometown cooking. But uh, I think a lot of people picked Anderson to win. So, uh, but from here, the question we bet the question is who's Anderson Silva fight next? Uh, a lot of people online, I believe Clarissa Shields, Michael Chiesa, Ben Askren, they are all calling for Anderson Silva versus Jake Paul. I know Sean Shadi said maybe Logan Paul because he's a little bigger. The post-fight press conference, uh, the, the, he, the, he was presented with maybe boxing Oscar De La Hoya. Anderson said, I think Vitor has some unfinished business with Oscar, and he just wants to go home and spend time with his, his family. Gave, a, gave the answer that we as journalists hate. I just want to spend time with my family, uh, and then I'll get back to the drawing board. It gave us absolutely nothing. Started every sentence with the word, wow. So that didn't change from his UFC days. Uh, so, Stephen, I'll start with you. If you are Anderson's team and you could tell him to fight anyone, that makes sense, who should he fight? Well, yeah, I mean, if I'm in his team, I'm saying Jake Paul. I mean, that's the biggest payday, you know? I mean, like, even after this fight, like, what uh, somebody said on Twitter, like, we're still talking about Jake Paul. Still, Jake Paul is yeah. still the main narrative coming out of this fight. Who's Jake Paul going to fight? You know, he, he's the guy who, who wins in the end again. So if I'm in his team, I want to see him make the most money uh, possible. Um, and I think that that's, uh, uh, you know, the, the reasons Casey said notwithstanding, I mean, I feel like it's a competitive, it's a great fight for him. And I actually think it's a, a fight that he can win, um, and should win. Um, but 
Uh, you know, he, he, what I think he could be Logan or Jake, honestly. Um, so um, there's the competitive side of it. Then there's a financial side of it. And from Anderson Silva's side, I would much rather be Anderson Silva than, than Jake Paul. If I'm Anderson Silva, I want that fight. If I'm Jake Paul, I'm thinking twice because is Anderson going to bring the the eyeballs? Is he going to make it a scene and a spectacle? So I agree with what Casey said before. Um, I don't think it's you know c- c- completely like a like a nobody um, or it's not going to do any business at all. Anderson was a top pay per view draw. Um, during his heyday, of course, it's not as it's well past his heyday now. But that being said, the guys had some great performances and has opened a lot of eyes. So, me personally, I would love to see uh, him fight Jake or Logan Paul for the competitive reasons. Do I think that happens? You know, I'm less confident about that. Sure, uh, I would. I don't know if I, I if I'm Anderson. Obviously, the big money fight is Jake Paul. Jake Paul's probably going to fight Tommy Fury, who is probably the worst boxer of everyone we brought up, including the including both Paul brothers. Uh, Casey, if you if you had to, if you're Anderson's team, which direction are you nudging him towards? I know he probably won't get. I know Jake Paul probably won't accept the fight. So taking the Paul brothers out of the equation. Is there another option that is actually reasonable for Anderson Silva to fight next? Man. The fight I wanted to see tonight, Anderson Silva versus Vitor Belfort. Mm-hmm. That's the fight I actually wanted to see. That's the fight that actually made more sense. That's the fight that was probably going to be more competitive. I would have still gone to Anderson, but I think it would have been a more competitive fight. Um I don't think – I think from a monetary standpoint, a prize-fighting standpoint, of course Jake Paul is the guy to the, the fight to make for Anderson. But I just find it so weird that if we if, no, we, if we would have gone, gone back in time a year ago or say the Askren fight when Paul fought Askren, like it would almost be insulting, insulting to Anderson Silva's legacy to suggest that he should fight Jake Paul. But now we're like, oh, Jake Paul, will you fight me? It's just crazy how the – how this works in combat sports, you know. Now, now all these like Vito Belfort, these legends, these 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 pioneers of mixed martial arts are basically like, "Hey, Mister Paul, will you fight me so I can make lots Dude. of money?" I just find it it's just it's just crazy. This is this. this I is, hated. It's just. It's I hated wild. it. I hated everything about Vito Belfort's um, press conference and comments inside the like. He's offering thirty million dollars, like. Winner takes all to yeah. Jake Paul. And then he's like, $40 million for Canelo. I'm like, dude, first of all, <laughs> you fight at 185 pounds. Canelo fights at 168 pounds. Yeah. And you're saying that Canelo Alvarez, the pound for pound best fighter on planet Earth, would be, it would, is a chicken if he doesn't take four. Like, I am so confident that I say Canelo could take a month off, come off the couch, and just dust Vitor Belfort. Like, no, no. it is. No, no. There's no question in my mind that that happened. So I hated every like, and then this whole Vitor thing is like, if Jake Paul doesn't take the fight, that means all his fans have to become my fans. I'm like, my guy, <laughs> my guy. I am, I am really, I'm also really confident when I say none of Jake Paul's fans watched this fight. So no one knows what you are saying, and no one knows who Vitor Belfort is. And I'm that's. I'm like that's unfortunate because Vitor Belfort is one of the greatest mixed martial arts fighters who has ever lived. Yeah, top five middleweights in the history of MMA. One of the greatest a fighters, like a pioneer, pioneer, like yeah. the definition of a pioneer. Like, like really the first guy in the UFC 
that that had black belt black belt level jujitsu with elite level striking. So when I say all that, that's not a knock. That's not a knock on Vitor. It's just a different world. Vitor, I'm sorry, you're not going to fight the Paul brothers. I don't. I'm pretty confident that they didn't even hear you say that. So. That's just mine. But with that, we're going to move on to the main event. Where, Vito where, where is it? Okay, where, where's this thriller? This, this bag, this briefcase of thirty-five million dollars. And who's the guy that went like thirty million? No, thirty-five million. I don't, like, who? I don't even know who no, that guy he's was. He's like, he, so it was <laughs> twenty-five million. And then this <laughs> guy just just ran in and goes, "Oh, I have five million dollars to just add to this ridiculous bet." Like, come on, man! Like. Logan Paul is fighting on Showtime Boxing, which is like an established name in the boxing world. <laughs> like yeah. now that HBO is is out of the equation, yeah. is anything bigger than Showtime Boxing? No, they're, they're no. the premier, but they're the, the, they the are premier the, broadcaster in boxing. I yeah. know, like Fox and ESPN and all these guys are doing their thing, but it's Showtime is still the gold standard right now in 2021. So, like, how about you go to Showtime? You got to deal with them. Yeah. Like Steven Espinoza is an actual TV businessman who's not just going to run out into a ring and throw $30 million. Out. That's not his game. He's a businessman and he knows what he's doing. Um, but with that, <laughs> moving on to less fun fight, I should say, if we want to call it a fight. Vitor Belfort stopped Evander Holyfield. Evander Holyfield, of course, one of the greatest heavyweights who has ever graced the squared circle. In his mid-50s, took this fight, obviously, on quote-unquote short notice after Oscar De La Hoya had a nasty bout with COVID. Uh, and He pulled out. Evander gave an interview with our own Mike Heck. All the comments seemed very concerned with Evander Holyfield slurring some words, kind of neandering through his sentences. Didn't really make any sense. Gave a lot of non-answers that, I, in his mind, were probably not non-answers. But to us, didn't seem very coherent. So, Stephen, I'll start with you. Uh, what were your initial thoughts after watching Vitor stop Evander Holyfield and I'll, I'll ask this another question B were you okay with the stoppage the Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday May 17th live from Paris France reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov and Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S Y L 
V-A-N-29.com. I'll answer B first. Yes, I was okay with the stoppage. Perfectly okay with it. The referee did uh, uh, the best job that I think he could do under the circumstances. It was quite clear that Evander Holyfield could not take punishment. And if, uh, I mean, it, it's, it reminded me in many ways of what I thought when Chuck got back into the uh, cage mm. um, in the sense that the, the mind might've been there, but the, the body just wasn't. And one of the things that I wanted to mention in the, in the previous thing was, we looked at that workout footage and to me that footage was immediate cause for concern. There was this bizarre, you know, uh, through line that came out that, Oh, he's just saving it for fight night. No, Mm -hmm. he's, he's, that is who he is. That, that is what's left. You know, the fast twitch, the reflexes, everything like it's not there anymore. And it's, it's, it's long gone. And Vitor might be 44 and, you know, He's also fighting in Florida, you know, on a week's <laughs> notice. Um, but there is just a, a big difference between those two fighters and the amount of punishment that they've taken over there. I mean, Evander had a long, long boxing career. I think he said he was boxing since he was eight. That is a mm-hmm. lot of head trauma. The brain does not get more resilient over years. It gets less resilient. And um, that's what happens when you when you take that that kind of trauma. It takes less Less trauma to inflict it. So the problem I have with all of this is that we don't know the punch that's really going to make a difference, in ter- like a serious long-term health difference. And that's why I have a problem with this, this, this commission licensing it, because we just don't know the answers to this. And the, the evidence is so overwhelming and obvious just from a, a smell test point of view, like just looking at him and paying attention to him. It's clear that he should not be licensed. He should not fight again. And the fact that they allowed him to fight is embarrassing. Well said. Well said. And I will say (laughs) the Triller broadcast was trying to build up Evander a lot, like like basically trying to gloss over a lot of what Steven just said, which is all accurate. And then did you guys see them show Tommy Hearns on the screen? And then they started talking about him coming out of retirement. And then, thank God, what's it? What? Who's the main commentator? Ray. I, I, I don't remember. His Ray, name. Flores. Ray Flores. Ray Flores. Ray Flores. Immediately was like, "Come on, like, no, we're not gonna do. We're not doing this, guys." The man is sixty-two. Like, that is my big. Like, a lot of people are on the big thriller, thriller hype train and everything. I'm not a fan. The man, sixty-two. Evander Holyfield never should step inside the squared circle. It was not fun to watch. But Casey, your your immediate reaction after watching Evander Holyfield lose to Vitor Belfort. If okay, as far as this fight even being sanctioned, um, yeah, it was a disgrace, and this is and not because of Evander's age, but because it was the proper testing wasn't done. And if 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 Evander, I'm sure if this fight this fight could have happened in California, but it would take it would take the proper amount of testing. I'm not sure how long it would take. Uh, Maybe you guys know, but but I know you have to do a lot more testing. Like even if you're over forty, like you know. Number forty, you know, you have to take lots of more, much, twi- I don't know, twice as many more tests, whatever. But especially at his age, like it just, and there's no way Florida did that. So, so Evander didn't do the proper testing. There's no way he had a proper training camp, you know, healthy or not healthy. And he's going against freaking Vitor Belfort with Florida's commission's testing, you know. So, 
yeah, it was, it was kind of, a, it, it was, it was a bit of a shit show happening, but I was pretty positive. I actually picked Holyfield coming into this because I thought, I was like, I was like, Holyfield, he cares too much about his legacy. The people around him care about him too much. They're not going to just let this old man, even though he looks in remarkable shape, this is not going to let this old man get out there in front of Vitor Belfort. I was, I thought we were going to see, uh, on our preview show, I thought it was going to be a really bad eight rounds of boring clinch work, uh, boxing clinch work, you know, you just kind of hold the arms and things like that. Like, uh, like when the Klitschko's were kind of running amok, you know, very, very just kind of boring heavyweight boxing. That's why I predicted, but unfortunately we got something much worse and that was just a clearly shot Evander Holyfield against a, uh, very excited Vitor Belfort. And that's what we got. And we saw it and congratulations to the ref for saving Evander Holyfield from long-term damage. That was, that's, as a fan of violence, yes, I wanted that fight to go longer. As a fan of not people dying, I'm very yeah. happy the ref did what he did because that, that was to me that was very much like um, when you watch like amateur MMA or very low level um, pro MMA, the refs don't give you that same leash that you get like in championship fights or anything like that. So that's if you're wondering why the stoppage, I'm I, I'm I promise you it was because of the age of Vander Holyfield, not yeah. necessarily because he was taking the hardest shots. It was simply his age and yeah. Safety first. So, yeah, so the long term damage is there, though. Like, I mean, they, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. To what degree after this fight, we don't know. Mm-hmm. The long term damage is already there. Already there. Evander yeah. is not, you know, this is not going to get any better for him. Yeah. 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 Well, so I don't know how versed you are with Evander Holyfield's career, but his great, the greatest, one of the greatest heavyweight fights in the history of boxing was, was uh, his fight against Riddick Bowe. And that was 30 years ago. It was 30 years ago. And he's just, he's fighting now. And that fight, to, like, I lose brain cells watching that fight. And, like, because it is so violent. And I'm, like, physically exhausted watching that. He, when he fought George Foreman in 91, everyone thought that was going to be George Foreman's last. Because George Foreman came out of retirement, to, like, after, like, what, 10 years? Everyone thought it was going to be George Foreman's last hurrah in boxing. And George Foreman was 42. When he fought Evander Holyfield, how old is Evander Holyfield right now? Like 56? 58. 58. 58. 58. Closer 59. Yeah. What are we doing? Four years younger than uh, than the guy you were talking about. Uh, what are we doing? Yeah. Like. Yeah. It's. That's, I didn't, that's it's, the question. What are we doing? What are we? Uh, well, here's here's what we're doing. We're producing content. You know, people need live sports, mm-hmm. and um, there are there's a market for this. How big the market? I don't. I don't know. Um, from our site traffic, I would say that this this was an event of moderate interest. It wasn't. Uh, you know, it wasn't a Jake Paul fight. It wasn't a Logan Paul fight. Um, but there is a market for this. If 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 Dana and the UFC and other boxing promoters, you know, legit boxing promoters are are pursuing the competitive aspect of this, there will always be a market for this other stuff, this celebrity stuff, and even more so now. So it's just a matter of, you know, how big of a market. And I think that Triller ultimately is trying to build up their content library so they can go public, you know, mm-hmm. get more people, get more dumb money in finance, finance more of this and then turn the company over, sell it, turn it over to the next person. Um, I, that's, that's what I think it is. Well, I, 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 got, I got, on that uh, real quick okay. on the Triller thing, I, I had heard a few like when, when Triller first launched that a lot of people were under the assumption because remember when there was that whole TikTok controversy with like uh, like it was made in China and like there was like a lot of like 
paranoia about stealing data and everything, Triller thought they could be they could take TikTok's place if TikTok disappeared. But once TikTok dis- disappeared, Triller had nowhere to go. So they kind of just found a new route. So you could very well be right, Stephen. Anyway, Casey, I'm sorry to interrupt. What were you no, saying? No um, this is this is a big what if. But how different are we looking at tonight if Oscar doesn't get COVID? If this fight is right down the street at the Forum. I mean, I'm sorry, the Forum at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. You know, it's I just I really. It's, but that's that, that's that's price fighting. That's how if you run a promotion, you have to be prepared for something like this. Did, the, did do you think Triller made a mistake by not? canceling the event or moving the event or delaying the event which is what i expected or is it was this the right decision to put a vander holderfield in there move it across the country to you know essentially if they would have had la i mean oscar de la Hoya, there's a freaking statue of oscar in front of uh, the staples center i mean mm-hmm. there have been so much media that the buzz would have been so much different i'm sure the uh the performers would have been different the celebrities would have been different the staging would have been different everything everything would have felt different even Hun- even um, Tito being from Huntington, which just had a different feel. Mm-hmm. And did- Anderson lives in L.A., doesn't Anderson he? Anderson lives in here, yeah. So did the Triller make a mistake by going with this? I mean, I, I don't know the deep money contracts. Of, did they have to do it? I don't know that. But if they had a choice, do you think they made a mistake doing this event? The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I want to say that watching uh, it, it, it seemed more thrown together. Did you guys feel that way? Yeah. Well, it didn't feel like yes. a thriller event. It felt like a. It, I watched BKFC last night, and it didn't look that much different from BKFC. Honestly, they had, they yeah. had a little more pyro here, and obviously the performers. But essentially, it felt the same. It felt like the same amount of people, the same energy. Um, you know, I think they you know, spent I, so much time promoting holding an event on the anniversary of September 11th that they were not going to cancel it. Yeah, I mean that's. And then once you get the president, the former president of the United States involved and Jorge Masvidal doing commentary next next to him and everything. And I I don't know if I don't think they viewed this as a boxing event trailer. I think they just viewed it as this big conglomerate of chaos that they could just get a bunch of eyeballs on the product. And then boxing events happen to be there. It's such a, uh, a different way they approach these fights. Triller approaches this fight, say, versus how we saw Showtime just a couple of weeks approach uh, Woodley and uh, Woodley Paul. Yeah, Willie and Paul. It's just um, they, they. I think they tried their best, and I think they did a good job of making this is this is legit athletic, a legit, a legit athletic boxing event. While this, like you said, this isn't a boxing event. It's just 
Well, Celebrities and then I thought each other kind of. I thought of one of the outside of the actual fighters that lost this today, the biggest loser I think was Tiafimo Lopez. They didn't plug him. They barely plugged him. He's fighting on Triller, and he could be the best boxer in the world. He's Fat, 24. Fat he Joe and Ja Rule. That's the that's the fight I'm hyped for. I didn't even know he, that was happening. I was about to say that. Like Tiafimo Lopez. <laughs> You're right, you're right. Beats you. Vasil Lomachenko. You're right. Like, Casey, we were on the A side, and I mm-hmm. presented a bunch of names to Andreas Hale, who's very much more embedded into the mm-hmm. boxing world than all of us. Like, I'm a big fan of boxing, but, like, it's his job yeah. to cover boxing. And I was like, Ryan Garcia, Tifima Lopez, Lomachenko, David Haney, Ryan Garcia. Like, these are the futures of boxing. Maybe not Lomachenko, but, like, everyone else. I, I, I understand. And he's like, Tifima Lopez will be the best of all of them. And he is fighting on Triller. It's George Cambosos, who... A lot of people aren't giving him credit, like a chance to win, but those two have done such a good job of building this fight themselves without Triller. They didn't I can't, and then and like what Casey said, what are they playing, Ja Rule and Fat Joe? Yeah, over Diego Lopez. Like, what are we doing? I watched, I, I watched like ten minutes of Ja Rule talking to his camera and Fat Joe sitting in his car talking to his cam, talking to his camera phone. I was like, what am I? I was like, I was like, I, I didn't know. I was like, what's going on? Apparently, they're fighting Tuesday. I don't know. Do you know when Tiafimo Lopez fights George Gambosos? Case no clue. No October fifth on Triller. That's that's a rumor. I, can't, I think that can't be true. <laughs> On. Well, if it has if it has the vibe of a of a promotion that's sort of shooting from the hip, it probably because they are. I mean, look, they they started this thing not too long ago. They started they, they they're now in the combat sports world, and there are a lot of challenges to running a show and running a consistent show yeah. with consistent talent, getting people interested, keeping your margins in in check. I mean, all of these things. That's why so many companies. You know, they get in the business and they suddenly flame out. And um, they seem to be spending a lot of money. That's 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 what I that's that's what concerns me if I'm concerned uh, at yes. all about that. Because you know, fighters need places to fight, and more specifically, the combat sports industry needs whales. And yeah. Triller is a whale. And I want it to stay in business because it obviously gives us more traffic and it you know stays in business and. You know, gives gives a place well, to people to fight, and yeah. you know, stuff. stuff Competition is good in this game. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, but they are doing this under a tremendous amount of scrutiny. To to, to their credit, I mean, they're, they're basically trying to create something from scratch, right? Yeah. You know, like a, a combat sports platform from scratch uh, that they, that wasn't their core competency when they first got into it. So, I think you know, as long as they stay in business and don't screw it up too bad we need to give them a little bit of a pass sometimes but they still should have never ever licensed evander holyfield yeah they should not do that anymore yeah i mean i was actually i know a lot of people you know mma fans kind of crapped on Triller for like their the paul Askren show which i think most most of the fans mma fans watch and they were like oh these musical acts you know uh, you know all this stuff you know slap boxing but you know, I, I didn't really crap on it. I thought I thought it was I I admired the ambition of what Trudeau was trying to do. I think they kind of went too far and had to kind of come back a little bit. But um, yeah, they kind of I don't want to say blew it, but um, things happened. Oscar got co- like one thing happened. Oscar got COVID, and that just kind of imploded the ent- entire show. With they rushed it, and it felt rushed. And this is what we got tonight. And um, yeah, it, c- it couldn't have been. Like, 
Evander Holyfield could have knocked out Vitor, maybe, or something. Maybe we have a different, the tone mm-hmm. is totally different, but it didn't happen. We saw kind of a worst case scenario almost. The, the referee saved the worst case scenario, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, uh, bad night and for according, a team according, yeah. <laughs> to Vitor, according to Vitor, Oscar De La Hoya is the happiest man in the world uh, tonight because he didn't have to fight Vitor Belfort. I'm like, yeah, he's alive. He survived COVID. I would be happy too, yeah. my guy. Yeah. So do, do, do just, we do we want to see that? Is that is that something? Yeah. Do, do, yeah like I, Oscar. I, I think that's the fight that they should make. Me too. I, they I, were they just slayed. They're like, how old is Oscar De La Hoya? 48, 47? He's much okay. more closer. He's not even 58. He's much closer to Vitor, mm-hmm. Vitor's age. And I know, Casey, I think, I believe you shot it backstage. Was it in LA mm-hmm. when he was getting real emotional backstage? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was real weird, but I got much more interested in the fight after seeing that Me because too. of how emotional Oscar got thinking about the fight. I was like, so I'm still on, I still want to see that fight because to me, I could look past the, the, the quote unquote circus aspect of Vitor Oscar mm-hmm. because they're much more closer to age and weight yeah and and, and I, I don't i want to see thriller do a a proper show like what they what they what they kind of i think what their brand is you know which was which just definitely putting a lot more entertainment into mm-hmm. the uh the fight night which is fine that's if that's your thing that's your thing you know i know ufc is kind of the, the anti-fun league you know and thriller wants to be have throw all the fun in there so uh, I want to see it. I want to see it done in LA. I want to see it done with a a real venue, uh, with you know, full of fans, and um, we'll go from there. I agree with everything <laughs> Casey just said. Do we have? Uh, do we? Do you guys pick Oscar over Vitor if it if it happens? Man, I don't know. I I I don't know, and I. Not that Oscar's not a better boxer, but we've seen a few UFC fighters that have come back from COVID and they lose, and they say. I'm. I still feel it. Like Irene Aldana on Fight Island was like, I'm still feeling the effects mm-hmm. when she when she and she lost to Holly Holm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Pre COVID, Oscar. I favored Oscar pre COVID, but after he went, like he was, his symptoms were not asymptomatic. Like he was on his. Yeah, like, yeah. He was in the hospital on like laying on his back. So yeah. I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. It's a. Uh, the odds are closer now. I, I was, I was yes. very heavily in the Oscar camp, but now I'm like, oh no. And and Vitor, look. Look good. It's, it's well, hard to Vitor's tell. always hard to tell. had like Vitor's always had like lightning fast hands. Like even in the UFC, like yeah. that was kind of a sting. Especially like, that could early. He, yeah, that early. Exactly. In the fight could too. he? Could he? Could he sting Oscar early? Probably, mm-hmm. but I I, I don't yeah. know. I could like and, like uh yeah. like Stephen like Stephen was saying like Evander. You watched his open workout. He clearly his his reflexes and his twitch and everything were not there. I don't know about Oscar. We didn't get to see that open workout with him. We've seen him punch pads on his Instagram, but we haven't seen him. In an open workout yet. Yeah. The mystery's still there, so I think there is some intrigue there. And and now um now Triller has footage, you know, they can kinda, you know, sell the Oscar fight with. So who knows? We'll see. And see if Jake Paul takes the bet and see if all his YouTube uh his YouTube I uh, know I'm not going there. <laughs> also David Hay fought on the prelims. That was weird. David Hay is one of the best heavyweights like last fifteen years. And he, he fought on the undercard. Did he retire? I, I, I when they said yeah, his name, I he was retired like, three years ago. That's what I thought. I was like, I was like, David Hay. Where have I heard that name before? David like, Hay is really good. Just, yeah, I was like, yeah. I just, I just haven't heard his name at all in, in like a da- while. David Hay. Do Do you remember when he? Do you know who Derek Chisora is, Casey? No. He's a very brash British heavyweight who walks out of a press conference because he realized at the press conference that he was the co-main event, and he goes, <laughs> "I'm not fighting," and he just left. 
And like, you know, he goes, I'm it's like, you're selling out this arena because of me. I, if I don't get paid, I'm leaving. And then he just walked away. David Hay broke a bottle on his face during a press conference. Like that's like David Hay is about that life. He's also one of the best. He's basically like the Dan Hardy of the boxing world. Like he was a former boxer that was very, very talented and then transitions over to the media. Oh, and okay. he is phenomenal. David oh, cool. Hay is phenomenal at his job. I can't, that's why I couldn't believe he came out of retirement. And then he called out Tyson Fury because they were supposed to fight three times and David Hay pulled out of every single one. So oh. you're not going to get that. Anyway. I it was fun. It, it was fun watching David Hay just do his low head movements. I'm like, hey, can't dude, me. this is fun. I fun. didn't it's know fun. he it's was fun watching it. boxers school other people just and just use their boxing. That's fun to watch. Yeah, and he's also yeah. I can't believe I didn't know he was fun until like today. Anyway, <laughs> that is neither here nor there. Stephen, any final thoughts on the quote unquote circus that was Triller Fight Club? Was it Triller Fight Club Legends? Is that what they called it? Uh, Legends Two, I think. Ah. Because uh, Legends one Tyson was versus was Tyson. Jones. Yep, you're right. Yeah. Um, and my final thought would be: Triller hire better security guards uh, that intervene sooner when idiots <laughs> start screaming stuff. Ooh, yeah. I don't want to bring that up, but yeah. Uh, if you're there in attendance, don't start screaming things during a ten bell salute for the anniversary of nine eleven. Okay. Doesn't look great. Does bad. not look great. And then, but then all the comments on Twitter, because I was like still kind of monitoring on Twitter, all of them were like, yeah, well, it's Florida. <laughs> <laughs> How far has Florida sunk? You've been to Florida so many times. Mm-hmm. So I think you've just kind of been inoculated mm-hmm. to Florida, but I'm still shocked by Florida when Florida, Florida is itself. Ah, such is life. Anyway, Casey, any final thoughts on the circus? <sighs> They're making circuses look bad. We love the circus. Circuses are fun. I guess I give the circus a bad name. So uh, that's all. I just um, so uh, not the best night for Triller. Great night for Anderson Silva. Um, good night for Vitor. But uh, yeah, Triller just they 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 are not the type of promotion that can throw a show like this together. They're not the UFC. They're not the UFC. UFC. They they moved the show from Vegas to LA in a week, and that's just four hours away. I don't think the UFC even could go across the country in a week. Yeah. So I think the trailer just got way too ambitious of what they wanted to do, um, and what the what the circumstances gave them. So um, hopefully, they're. I want them to stay around. I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm, I don't hate trailer. I like. I like different looks. I like. They have their own look. Their shows look different, and that's so important to me. And tonight's show didn't look that way, and um, I'm 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 assuming that's all because of the big move. So, um, uh, I'll give them all. I'll give them a mulligan. So, yeah. Well, they've lasted longer than affliction, so they got yeah. that going for them. Yeah. Anyway. Think, yeah. Anyway. anyway, for Jose, that's Stephen, that's Casey. Once we wrap here, you can of course go onto our YouTube page, watch the post-fight press conference. I believe Mike Heck got a one-on-one with Anderson Ooh. Silva. I do not know if he got one with Vito. I know he was trying, but he said he got one with Anderson Silva. So be on the lookout for that. I'm sure Steve will have some write-ups on the entire night of the circus. Our colleague, Sean Alshadi, has a nice little feature coming too. So until next time, this has been Jose, Steven, and Casey. We're out. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch 
against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. <laughs>